1: Thank you, Bill. It is Wednesday, April 12th, 2023. Here's what's happening today in America. The Democratic Party chooses their convention city. Louisville releases body camera footage. American special forces in Ukraine. And most Americans are feeling the financial stress. It's all coming up. Then Bill O'Reilly with your message of the day. But first, the Democratic Party decided, of all the cities in the country, to have their next convention in Chicago. The 26th time that Chicago's hosted it, most in the country. last was 1996, but the most notable was 1968. We may see some repeat of that in some ways. The Republican convention is going to be in Milwaukee. In totally unrelated news, Walmart just announced that they are closing four stores in Chicago. They said these four locations have not been profitable since they opened 17 years ago, with annual losses doubling in the last five years. Whole Foods just closed their big flagship store In downtown san francisco why did whole foods close down because it was too dangerous for the employees to go to work police released the body camera footage of the shooting in louisville officers responded in three minutes after the first shots were fired another quick response just like the police in nashville a couple weeks ago apparently the early reports that the murderer was recently fired were incorrect He, he was still an employee there just like in Nashville, it's so encouraging to see these officers courageously drive to the scene of an active shooting and get out and engage the shooter without hesitation. Wonderful to see these men and to know that sheepdog like this still exists. Dozens of leaked intelligence documents reveal that there are or were American special forces in Ukraine. According to the document, England has the largest number of special forces, 50 followed by NATO states, Latvia, 17, France, 15, the United States, 14, and the Netherlands, one. The document does not say where the special forces are, what they're doing. Russia loves this, of course. More ammunition for them to say that they're not just fighting against Ukraine, but all of NATO as well. Pentagon officials have confirmed that some of these documents at least are real, but they haven't said which ones are or aren't. A CNBC survey finds 70% of Americans feel financially stressed this year. But Joe Biden says it's the greatest economy ever. Inflation costs $5,200 for the average family. It's $433 a month. 36% said increased interest rates are causing them stress. Only 13% of adults say they are very confident in America's banking system. Only 45% of adults say they have an emergency fund. And for those who do, 26% say it's less than $5,000. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. Bill O'Reilly with your message of the day. Next. Next.
0: Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. On this Wednesday, as President Biden zips around Ireland to celebrate the end of the troubles 25 years ago, real-time troubles are mounting for everyday Americans. Food prices continue to rise and gas will go higher as the summer driving season approaches. Meantime, Mr. Biden remains clueless in the problem-solving area Even as the White House propaganda machine turns out the biggest political fantasies this correspondent has ever seen. The latest is the shameful Afghanistan withdrawal was Trump's fault, as is the border crisis and inflation. In fact, Donald Trump is responsible for every difficulty in this country, according to the Biden administration. And Joe Biden is the savior. Gibberish does not even come close. Structural damage to the USA, largely caused by Biden's colossal incompetence, is immense. But the kicker is America's image abroad. Israel now has no use for Biden, nor do the Arabs. The transgender insanity does not play well in the Islamic world. I guess Ireland still likes us as American tourists keep its economy afloat. So they may hoist the Guinness over there when old Joe Biden shows up. But they'll be glad to see him go, as will many Americans, when the Biden nightmare finally ends. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. You can reach me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Now let's go to the mail. Lisa Wood, Lee Summit, Missouri. Mr. Rowe just wanted to share my thoughts after another senseless shooting, this time in Louisville. I'm afraid this is going to become a daily occurrence eventually because in the world today, life is valuable anymore. Lots of people's lives get stuck and they decided they don't care if they end it. And they're going to take out some grievances, people with them. Yeah, it's more and more people devalue life. Uh, Ed Kazalaski. Bill read your Easter message of the day. I'm one of those who have given up on America. Having watched many, if not all, the government agencies lie to us and crooked politicians, why would we care about our country? Chicago is a mess of a city, yet they elect someone worse than Lori Lightfoot. The country is lost. Instead, I concentrate on my faith. Okay, Ed, I respect your opinion. I don't think it's lost. I do think there are cycles, Um, but I'm glad you're concentrating on faith because only God can save us. But he has saved us in the past. That ties into faith. Nancy Brenfleck, Prescott, Arizona, Bill. On the No Spin News, you dismissed Tulsi Gabbard because you said she's an isolationist. We please elaborate on that. Uh, The former congresswoman from Hawaii, Tulsi Gabbard, doesn't want to get involved with foreign conflict. She's quite clear. So that's an isolationist point of view. That's the term in politics. We live in a global world now. We're all tied in together economically and socially to some extent. We let the villains run wild overseas. It's going to come back to us. So that's why I don't think Tulsi Gabbard could be Trump's VP, or will
1: get any higher office.
0: In a moment, something you might not
1: know. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you, and will challenge me intellectually, you're not gonna find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 162 years ago today, a band of rebels opened fire against northern soldiers stationed at Fort Sumter. In Charleston, South Carolina. The brief battle started the bloodiest conflict in American history. The Civil War had begun. Here is the story. Tension between the states reached the boiling point under President James Buchanan. Between 1857 and 1861, Old Buck, as they called him, did absolutely nothing as the nation disintegrated over slavery. At the time, four million enslaved Africans toiled on southern plantations. During Buchanan's disastrous presidency, seven states actually seceded from the Union with no intervention from Washington. On his way out of office, Buchanan dumped the slavery situation into the lap of Abraham Lincoln. The Civil War began just one month later. On April 12, 1861, Confederate General Beauregard attacked Fort Sumter. President Lincoln issued a proclamation calling for 75,000 volunteers to quell the insurrection. The next four years were the most catastrophic in American history. In its totality, the Civil War was fought in 10,000 places from Vermont to Arizona. 3.5 million Americans wage war on each other. 700,000 were killed, at least 50,000 civilians dead as well. 11 major cities were reduced to rubble, including Atlanta, Richmond, and Charleston. The average income for white Southerners dropped to $80 a year. The bloody affair ended on June 2, 1865, when the final Confederate brigade surrendered to the Federal Army. Sadly, the man who fought so hard to save the Union would never see that conclusion. Two months before the final battle, Abraham Lincoln was shot dead in Washington, D.C. His final public address was exactly four years after the attack on Fort Sumter. Said Lincoln, quote, we meet this evening not in sorrow, but in gladness of heart over the surrender of the principal insurgent army. This gives us hope of a righteous and speedy peace, unquote. Back after this. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.